When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And, you know, when I talk to, uh, to students, to people, uh, young people who want to be an actor, I said, you know what, it is not easy. You have to be tenacious. But eventually you will get where you want to be. Not always, but for the most part. It happened to me. I didn't know that I was going to have this great journey. Henry Winkler has had an amazing career, and yet it's never been brighter, thanks in part to his Emmy-winning turn as washed-up acting teacher Gene Cousinow on HBO's Barry. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, we talk to Emmy-winning Barry star Henry Winkler on how dark the show went this season, especially for his character, as well as what he hopes might come next. But first... Our Award Circuit Roundtable discusses some of the key Creative Arts Emmy races coming this weekend, including animation and guest actor and actress. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. And hello, everyone. We are on the precipices of Creative Arts Emmys, just days away from finding the first results of this year's Emmy Spectacular. I am your buddy, Michael Schneider, along with Emily Longaretta to my right, Jazz Tanke, who's across from me, and then in the ether, in outer space, somewhere doing whatever he does. Over the rainbow. Clayton Davis. <laughs> Hi. Over this, the is, this, this is us. <laughs> this, no, no, no pun intended. Yeah, and not nominated. So, yeah. Sorry. We are the only murders in the build murderers in the building. Yeah. Jess, why why do you have your your microphone? Like it's not even facing you. Like are you not talking into your microphone? What is, what is going on? This is Jess's first podcast. Yes. I haven't done this in so long. So long. Jess is like, hi everyone. I'm over here. And she had her hands covering her mouth. Can we just video this, please? Yeah. No, we could never video this. We're new to actually being in person. And then Clayton had to go and ruin it by going off and, and being a parent. How dare you? <laughs> it's parent it's parent teacher night. You have to go see uh if, if Noah's being good in school. Yeah, it's like one week in. What do they know? They, they know, know they know nothing. The parents night. are like, I don't who's your who's your son? I've just yeah. barely met them. It is very soon <laughs> to be doing parent teacher nights. So kids have it rough uh, nowadays. Yeah. Creative creative arts Emmys. Uh, don't you don't you love when you're hanging around Labor Day weekend and you just say, "I want to know what won creative arts." Well, and don't you love like having to sit through forty eight awards? Uh, it's like forty eight awards one night, forty five awards the next night. So basically, I think the whole process is they just throw the Emmy at the winner. They don't even like <laughs> let them on stage. Yeah, are people like even able to give speeches? Because <laughs> they're like, "And you won." Next up, we have. Because they, they, I mean, they, they can't have any time. They do give speeches, Emily. How, oh, is it seven hours long? I'm so no. confused. It's, it's, it's pretty damn long. <laughs> they, uh, well, you know, they they claim, and uh, I talked to the producer, Bob Bain, who uh, is a very lovely person, and, and he promised that he would get it in under two and a half hours, both shows. So they have ways to, like, make it, it pace. It's all about the pacing. We'll see. We're going to hold them to it. Maybe... Uh, we should uh, keep a stopwatch and, and see how, how realistic it is. But Emily, the best thing you can hear while at an Emmy ceremony is 
he's he or she is not here. We accept this word on their behalf. <laughs> that is the best. I'm like, yes. That's, that's me, that is the orchestra song. It's so great. Yeah. Unless if you're us sitting in the press room and really wanting to hear from those people and then being like, oh, they're not here. Because then that's yes. a bummer. Right, because it's always the people who we most want to hear <laughs> from. So, Or they don't come in and... See you. Yeah. Or we'll the, the oh yeah, that that's that's the worst one when they're just like they're not coming backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, take their award and run. Because because you, you're here. Yeah, but but uh meanwhile, uh we, we do have a number of categories, number of fairly decent categories that will be going this weekend. So so there will be some interest in, in a number of races. Uh Clayton, are there any in particular yeah. that uh, stand out to you that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at day one, uh, which takes place uh, Saturday, September 3rd, and I'm really excited about Animated Program, because I think Arcane, is, Arcane has a following that's like been really, really big, but uh, I think this will make our Jenny Maz, who's on our staff here, very happy. I think the upset pick there is Rick and Morty. Yeah, well, so so you would say Arcane Fire? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mike Schneider, everyone. Just, just, I, 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 that, there's that pause. I, I, I let that pause for everyone to sort of like, oh. It was so painful. I get it. <laughs> it, I was, get it. it was great. I wish Mike was my dad. Like, it would be so, so good. I would have had such a great childhood. Um, so you really thinking uh, Arcane? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm a little surprised because I, 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 it it is, but I, I still, I mean, when you go up against like the recognition, the, the name recognition for, of course, the Simpsons, Bob Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty. I mean, those are sort of those are household names. You can't go to a hot topic without uh, stumbling across Rick and Morty goods. Uh, yeah. Not that. All Mike, the are you Emmy- walking around to hot topics often? <laughs> <laughs> Buying my pops. <laughs> yeah. But- Actually, you know what? Listen, it really could be any of them. And I I never feel bad about getting a couple of uh, Emmy categories wrong because they always will do something out of the ordinary. Like in character voiceover performance, which we have posthumous noms there for Julie Andrews and Chadwick Boseman. I'm oh, not Julie not Andrews. Julie. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. My heart just Walter. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Please, someone check on Julie Andrews, please. <laughs> God, stop I did not mean that. Uh, Julie, uh, Jessica Walter, and Chadwick <laughs> yeah, Boseman. Stop that. <laughs> I know, I have to stop it. Um, but I think Maya Rudolph is going to take it uh, again. Back to back? Back to back. Why yeah. not? Listen, Maya Rudolph, protector at all costs. She deserves everything. <laughs> she is a treasure. So I am very fine with that. But uh, yeah, you're right. That is a fun category. Um, so that's interesting, though, that you don't think Chadwick, the, the posthumous, I mean, obviously... Uh, obviously, before, Julie, right? obviously, Julie Andrews would be a uh, posthumous one as well. <laughs> but, uh, Jessica Walter. Uh, yeah. but, but it is, you know, Chadwick Boseman. But no, yeah. maybe because What If just wasn't as sort of widely seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are watching What If. But who knows? I mean, sometimes it, it surprises us. But two races that I feel like seem locked up, and that's what gives me pause. And Emily, I'm gonna need you here for this one. Documentary series and documentary special. So it feels like no brainer. Beatles get back, and yeah. Amy Poehler for Lucy and Desi, right? But it's never that easy, right? Because. You know, t- t- Tinder swindler? There's no way. There's, I, was waiting, way. I was waiting for you to say it. There is no way that that is going to win. I shouldn't even say that because obviously there's is of course a way, but I can't. I can't imagine that. I, I am notorious for at least two Emmy ceremonies. Like I'm sorry, at two two an Emmy ceremony of my listed number five winning the category. Oh, so, oh no! There you go. What about uh, Outstanding Narrator? Uh, an interesting mix as well, but uh, President Barack Obama. Be the second president to ever win an Emmy. I like it. 
Um, that is who I'm predicting. I, th- I think it's Barack Obama. Like, who's like listening? Who's I mean, going to vote against Obama? I would love Kamau Bell, but like not I against Obama's. Obama, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, Kamau's yeah. got a, a few other opportunities, yeah. but uh, you know, it is a you know, it's Lupita. You've got uh, David Attenborough, who of course is the legend as, as narrator, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A lot of legends in that category. Yeah, it is yep. quite a category. But yeah, it's uh, who doesn't vote for Obama? The LA Press Club winner, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, by the way. So yeah. there's all that. Yeah. There's the bad of it. Grumble, so grumble. Back. Since two years in a row, he's beat me in the uh, column category. But that's fine. Whatever, but Kareem. If, if he wins, this would add to his Grammy, so he would be halfway to Egon. Oh. <laughs> Just want to say. It. Stop it, Jess. Stop no, he has now. a Grammy award. Kareem? I, I know. No, Obama. Oh, oh Obama. Oh yeah. Obama. Oh. So so when Obama goes on stage and gets his Tony, um, oh my or gosh. writes writes the, the the next great American musical, that's he, he could get there. I'm fine and then with it. Does a documentary? I'm down, yeah. I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. The sh- the short form comedy category. It's Tim Robinson or Bus. I will boycott the Emmys for one whole year if Tim Robinson doesn't hold an Emmy in his hand. Uh, so what's it up against? It's up against uh, like car- things I've never karaoke corrections with uh, Seth Meyers, the Randy rainbow show and uh, Colbert's tuning out the news. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that is a stack category and isn't carpool karaoke like a multiple time winner. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Tim Robinson's alive. So we can't do this. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't have it happen, but uh, yeah. Well, and then there's a short form nonfiction or reality series. So this is where things get confusing because, you know, you have Carpool Karaoke and you've got uh, uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers Corrections in that comedy drama variety series category. But then you've got Trevor Noah's Between the Scenes in the short form nonfiction or reality series category, as well as Samantha B has Full Frontal, uh, Once Upon a Time in Late Night. You've got RuPaul's Drag Race. What you're packing with um, Michelle Visage. Um, what, it's you, a, what you back in? What a weird category. Uh, SNL presents stories from this show. It's all basically just EPKs in this category. <laughs> Top Chef, Last Chance Kitchen. They should just call it the EPK, uh, Outstanding yeah, EPK category. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Listen, we we already spoke about, uh, you know, the, the, the big race of the night, which will be structured and unstructured. And Emily, <laughs> whew, that's where I'm you live. I'm stressed about it. I'm very excited I'll be there for that, but I am stressed about it. <laughs> um, and then we have the two uh, Variety special live and pre-recorded. Wow. And, I mean, listen, I if I don't get a Pepsi Super Bowl halftime moment. <laughs> you know I'll be in that press room cheering, cheering. What, 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 are, you, what are we even doing here if that's... Yeah. If that's that doesn't happen. Is Eminem going to go? I, is Eminem going to show up at the at the Creative no, Arts Emmy? No, he won't. And listen, <laughs> uh, let's be honest. It's up. not going to. It's not going to win anyway. Like I've I've come to terms with it. It's not. It's going to be live in front of a studio. Of audience. course. And yeah. Let's I mean, be honest. Norman Lear deserves. It, yeah. It, it deserves yeah. it because <laughs> we need the hundred year old Norman Lear to yeah. break a record. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that'll ever be matched? Do you think there'll ever be another one hundred year old? Not like, in any of our lifetimes. No. Yeah. Um. Well. I mean, listen, Chuck Lorre. <laughs> I mean, like, what? you never Wait, can count him Chuck, out. Isn't he like, he's, don't we have a long time? I, I would say more point? like, you know, if Lord Michaels 69. never gives up. <laughs> Imagine Lord Michaels, he's still doing this. He has an L at 100, which, who hey, knows? You never wait, know. Actually, wait, how Lord is 80, right? 77. No. Yes, he really? is. Oh. I only know that. There's, oh. no, there's no way. He's okay, going so to we be only got 23 more years to go. Which I mean, yeah, we can Not do this for a little while longer. <laughs> oh my God, guys, do you think we'll be in this very exact same spot 23 years from now? You at home, while well, us all in, <laughs> <laughs> in the studio recording. Because the Emmys are still choosing to do creative arts on Labor Day weekend in 2048. Yeah, yeah except probably. we're going to be doing this on Mars. Oh my God. Whoa, we just made a huge jump in 23 years. With with President Bezos. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) Then we'll still be discussing structured and unstructured. (laughs) Right, right. The TV Academy still will uh, figure that out. We're still going to be amazed that there are two sketch comedy nominees. (laughs) Saturday Night Live. Because SNL, produced by uh, 100-year-old Lauren Michaels, will be part of the mix. 
Um, and, and the la- last one I just want to mention on night one is uh, writing for a variety series because that's where I think Jared Carmichael gets his uh, Gerard. 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 I'm sorry. Gerard. Yeah, thank you. Gerard Carmichael Rothaniel. I think it's yeah. going to win uh, writing because Norm McDonald is going to win an Emmy. Of course. Uh, and variety special pre recorded. Over Adele? Over Dave Chappelle. Listen, Ooh, yeah. I, like, can you. Can we all just sit for a second and imagine that Dave Chappelle beats Norm Macdonald? How bad that's going to look! Yikes. Like just, just like from an, uh, an aesthetic, it's going to be horrible. Beating Adele and I wouldn't Gaga. even. I think it's possible. Yeah, same. I think it's really. It's possible. totally possible. People, love it's my number Dave two. Chappelle. So yeah, it is possible. It scares the hell out of me though. <laughs> wow. And then we get to night two for the casting. Listen, casting has always been a uh, a, a nice hint on where we could go in top series categories uh casting drama which is between euphoria ozark severance stranger things succession and yellow jackets i think it's uh euphoria that's so that's my it's my uh roll the dice anyone feel anything else i could see yellow jackets i was gonna say yellow jackets that's my number two that's a good one that's a very good call because those kids are great succession is succession and casting I would be that's what that would tell us by the way that succession is going to sweep yeah. on mm. next next Monday cuz yeah. then it would be like oh you're just being lazy you're not even thinking anymore yeah that's just yeah. like down the line yeah. everything yeah that that'll be a good hint yeah comedy series this is casting for comedy uh Abbott Elementary Barry Curb Your Enthusiasm Hacks Only Murders Ted Lasso Hot Hot Race Between Abbott and only murders, I think. And I'm going only murders. I'm going only Same. murders, too. Yep. Good good one. Yeah. The uh, the, the one thing I, I got to wonder, and, and Clayton, maybe you know, in, in categories like this, how much is sort of uh, the, the prominence of the casting director? How much does that play into, you know, are they a marquee casting director? For example, who doesn't know who Allison Jones is? Uh, mm-hmm. And and you know she's a superstar in the casting world, and she's nominated yeah. for Curb. So, does that sort of uh, you know supersede any of the actual casting that goes on on the on on these shows? If if it's by name, um, you know Sherry Thomas and Sharon uh, Bialy for Barry yeah. as well, two other big names in that world. Yeah, I think name recognition does help a lot. Um, Barry, I'm. I'm Glad you mentioned that because I think Barry's like the sleeper in the in the wings because Barry is nominated for a lot and I don't know if you guys feel this way like Barry could win nothing like there is a night that plays out that because Barry, Barry's not really hardcore cont- I mean he's really contending maybe like in two races and that's Bill Hader and Henry Winkler um, and then maybe something one of these uh, categories so I feel like it has to get something somewhere. Uh, and this would be a, an easy spot to give it some love. So I think the names do matter, but I also I also think there's a, a good leg up for first season shows for casting specific. For casting, yeah, I think I think they have a little bit of an advantage. I was gonna say I feel like Bill Hader has more of a chance of winning for his guest spot on Curb than stop it for stop for it. Barry. That's Allison Jones. <laughs> oh saying. my god. Oh. You don't understand that. That's one of the ones I'll be so mad if, like, if Bill Hader wins that Emmy for guest over Nathan Lane. <laughs> like, it Nathan would be. Nathan Lane is not a guest actor. He's he, he literally was in so much of that show. That, he that, has that, is, that, is, that is also true. Both things can be true. I can be mad and also recognize <laughs> this is a supporting performance. What about uh, casting for limited now? Because we got Dope Ooh. Sick, we got The Dropout, we got Inventing Anna. Pam and Tommy and the White Lotus. Enjoy it, White Lotus. Just take it all in. Enjoy your night. Well, that'll be another yeah. good sort of sign on on how far the White Lotus train's going to go. Yeah, and listen, what's interesting though, White Lotus could win this and still, in theory, lose limited series because Dope Sick doesn't like again name recognition. Like uh, Abby Kaufman and Erica Ar- Arvold are huge names in the casting world. So I think they could do a lot of, like, that can go a long way for them. But um, if Dopesick won this, then I would really start suspecting that Dopesick's about to have a great night. Hmm. Yeah, which 
is is possible. I mean, again, that's that's you know marquee names like Michael Keaton. So we're moving on to guests. Uh, yeah, yes. guest categories. So guest actress in a drama series. Um, so we've got Hope Davis from Succession, Sanaa Lathan from Succession, Harriet Walter from Succession, and then Martha Kelly from Euphoria, and Lee Yumi from Squid Game. So we're just skipping over Marsha Gay, Marcia Gay Harden. Oh, and Marsha Gay Harden <laughs> the- from the Morning Show. I just watched Mike completely just skip right over Marsha Gay Harden. It's like, wait, between Julie Andrews dying and Marsha Gay Harden being like erased, we are killing people left and right. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you the story about the beef between Marsha Gay Harden and Michael Schneider. That's a that's a good story. Um, so I can you guys hear me? Am I frozen? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought I, I, you weren't moving anymore, Mike. So I could, so. Um, <laughs> I'm still so, just thinking about killing Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I hate Marsha Gay Harden so much? She's, I don't, no, I she, don't know. She, she was um, delightful in the morning. Apologies show. to Marsha Gay. I, I, I hope that I have co-hosts here that are smart and know pound for pound. The one who should win in this category is Martha Kelly, but I'm not predicting that. I love Martha Kelly. I love her. And she should win, but I don't think she's going to. I think it's between Hope Davis, Harriet Walter, and Lee Yumi. Lee Yumi would tell us about the Squid Game night. And Harriet would go the succession. Ha- um, not really. I, actually, succession winning would just take, oh, because they had three nominations here, so it just won. Well, the thing I don't is, though, really tell- won't they cancel each other out, the three successions? They could, yeah. Successors. Yeah. Um, Got to be Martha Marsha Gay Harden, right? Despite the fact that uh, she and I are in a beef, <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm, I could see that. Yeah, because all else fails here. Like the Succession folks beat each other out. Unfortunately, not enough people know about uh, the the brilliance of Martha Kelly. Um, yeah. And I think among the Squid Game people, honestly, people don't remember who Lee Yumi was. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, that's been something I think a lot of people are afraid to write and say out loud. Is that's my worry for any Squid Game folk that isn't Lee Jung Jae? That people are going to be like, wait, which one is that? Because people don't take the time to learn everyone's name. But uh, I re- I'm really hoping for Martha Martha Kelly. But I think uh, Harry Walter is double nominated, so I feel like they want to give her something. So True. where can you do that? True. So that that could be it. But but to go along with uh, Emily's morning show, Reese Witherspoon gasp. Why not add one more with Marcia Gay Harden? Like that one wouldn't gasp with that. That I'd be very happy about. And yeah. I'm not not happy about Reese Witherspoon. I'm just, just surprised by it. <laughs> it's the most shocking thing in a long time. Yes, I got it. And uh, Jazz, how about you? I have. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the succession way. Well, which way? I'm going to go, go with Harriet. I think Harriet, yeah. I will I will choose the actor from Succession, please. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Marsh Gay Harden. I, 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 want, I want that to happen. Okay. So I agree on that, too. All right, so guest actor in a drama series. Again, lots of Succession. We got Adrian Brody. Uh, so, by the way, this is a reminder that the uh, casting director for Succession. Mm, they got a lot in here. Adrian Brody, James Cromwell, uh, Arian, how do you say his last name? Moyed? I think it's I think it's Moyed. Yeah. And uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Why are you killing Tom Pelfrey? No, I'm doing <laughs> Succession, succession first. first. I'm oh, I thought, I, thought, oh, I thought you were just like going down the line. I was going out for Also, <laughs> shout out to Coleman I, I, Domingo I, I, from I, Euphoria. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to yell at you. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and Tom Pelfrey from Ozark. So um, this is a hard one because yeah. you know, your first thought would be, I mean, there's you know Adrian Brody or James Cromwell from Succession just because you know, you know, they're— You know what's funny? I think Adrian Brody and Ariane Moyed, those feel like the ones that definitely are not winning. Like, I feel good, like, probably saying that out loud. James Cromwell seems like the safe choice, but Tom Pelfrey, Pelfrey could be the passionate choice because they messed that up last time. Yeah, he deserved mm. it for season three and didn't get yeah. it. So now they're like, all right, last chance here. Let's throw him in for his 10 minutes that he had in season four. Well deserved. Yes. But then but who can like, forget but Coleman? Like, um, like Martha Kelly, Coleman Domingo is a pure love vote. But I, but I want to hedge my bets and be happy. 
and not predict it and then live in that world. <laughs> and be sore, sorely disappointed. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's drama. Drama. So now let's uh, move on to comedy. <laughs> Guest actress in a comedy series. Uh, lots of hacks. So we got <sighs> Jane Adams. We've got Harriet Sansom Harris. We've got Lori Metcalf and Caitlin Olson, all from The Hacks. And then uh, from Only Murders in the Building, we got Jane Lynch. And from Ted Lasso, we've got, once again, Harriet Walter. I really hate, and listen, I love Hacks, but I hate that there's four of these six yeah. from the same show. It's so it's so annoying. Um, sticking with Jane Lynch, because I believe she's the epitome of guest acting. That's the way we should be treating this category. One episode, you make an impact, and you go away. <laughs> and that's it. My, <laughs> and you know what she's making? That's my, true. My Christina Applegate yeah. uh, friends role. I love it so much. Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, they do love Jane Lynch at the Emmy. She has won five, sure. the most of anyone in this category. Um, but they also do love Laurie Metcalf. That is your sleeper because, especially because she got snubbed for the dropout, which everywhere this year, yeah, shocked many. And and that's that's also the the definition of a, a guest role. I mean, yes. she she pops yeah. in, she uh, kills the scenes that she's in. She she plays a a very specific character. I mean, it's like a, a definition of a character actor performance. And then she's out, in and out. She don't got time to be spending the whole season on hacks. She just want to go. <laughs> and Harriet Walter, double nominated, so go with Jesus. I mean, I guess, do we, I'm neither here nor there, but do you guys think she'll take one? We just don't know which one? Or do you think there's, she can actually go home with nothing? She could go home with nothing. Okay. I kind of think so, too. But they, I think they'll get her next time, though, for sure. All right, well, what about guest actor in a comedy series? <sighs> That's where, once again, we got Gerard Carmichael for SNL. We've got that Bill Hader nomination for Curb Your Enthusiasm. We got James Lance from Ted Lasso. Um, Trent Krim, right? Um, Nathan Lane from Only Murders in the Building. Christopher McDonald from Hacks. And Sam Richardson, the the delightful Sam Richardson from Ted Lasso as well. Devin Sawa. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Because you you messed that up, Emmys. I feel like this is such a likable group of people. Like, can we just look at all those? They're all so likable. This is pound for pound the nicest lineup of all time. (laughs) Not going to be upset, whoever wins. I would have dinner with all these guys. Right. Sure. And be a good dinner. It'd be a fun dinner. I also believe that none of them would bring me to a vegan restaurant. So actually, I would like them all very much. Who would dare take you to a vegan restaurant? Very specific. (laughs) It it is. It is. I I am all about don't take me to a vegan restaurant. I'm not that LA yet. (laughs) Give it time. Give it time. No, never. Um, Listen, Nathan Lane, he's going to win his first one in this category. I think he has Emmys, but he's never won in this category. He's also the most. I don't think he's ever had. Yeah. He does not have an Emmy. He's been nominated seven times, but he's so hot. Wait, he's never won an Emmy? He is never wild. So, which is why we need to fix that and maybe give Nathan Lane this Emmy. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh no, because he lost for Modern Family. That I forgot. That's his egregious loss. Yeah. So, oh for seven. Yes, that is correct. Wow. Well, yeah. you, well I'm sorry. He's gonna be one for seven because he's gonna win this. Yeah. Yeah. His Pepper Saltzman. That was the egregious thing in history. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's a chance for uh, the Academy to to make good. If not him, who else? Like, who would it be? Because actually, I don't know who number two is. I, I think mean, that's what probably makes it clear. would be Hater. Then, I mean, when yeah. you're just thinking of like name recognition, and then maybe Gerard behind that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's probably. Although I would love to see Sam Richardson pop in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think it's yeah. likely, but I would. Love that would to be see wild, it. like utterly wild. I, I like I. Like it's so cool, I can't imagine it. Yeah, well, and that that would also <laughs> foreshadow just Ted Lasso coming yeah. back the following oh, week and, yeah. and killing it. So we'll be able to read a little bit more into the primetime Emmys by what we see here. You know, you know what I think about sometimes uh, when I'm late at night and I have Emmy nightmares. Um, <laughs> I, I remember last year when the Crown swept. Can you believe 
that Charles Dance didn't win. Like, do you guys remember that he's the only actor that didn't win of the nominations, like, of the acting categories? I think I shut that out of my yeah. memory because it was so traumatic. Like, Claire Foy won for, like, six minutes. <laughs> and Charles Dance lost. So I just always want to bring that up. Sometimes the Emmys don't make sense in a vacuum. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, one of those things could be outstanding TV movie. One of them could be. I know we talked about it already, but that is coming at Creative Arts, and it could be Chippendale. Oh, you just I'm, never know. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm kind of rooting for Chippendales. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike Schneider. I put your in my will. And by the way, I All just, the I just also called it Chippendales. Which, <laughs> yeah, you did. No, stay I, with I, that. I blame that on Monet in our office <laughs> yes. for permanently making me call it Chippendales when it is. There, just there is a show on the fall Very TV different. preview that's called Chippendales. One, one is for kids, it, one is not for not kids. Not for kids. <laughs> it, it would give me hope for the Emmy's future, though, if they rewarded Chippendale. I would feel so good about like the next 20 years. Just it'd why be the not? best choice ever. Yeah, just throw things up in the air and, and try something different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Reno 911 would also, would also be wild because that would be like, okay, Roku, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> hey, Roku also has Zoe's, and that's where it's at. Emily's in the Zoe's camp. Yeah. I love Zoe's. And uh, next year, I'm, I'm looking forward to this Weird Al Yankovic movie. That, like, <laughs> Very I, excited I, about what it. What was the last time a TV movie got so much pre-hype like hype yeah, right? than this Weird Al, like Daniel Radcliffe movie, which... As someone who's a big watcher of TV movies, I would say never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mother May I Sleep With Danger, but that's... <laughs> oh my gosh. The, burn, or the, the burning bed. But listen, look for your clue in this category in the choreography category because that's where Zoe is nominated. If Zoe wins that, then she'll repeat the Dolly Parton trajectory. If she loses that, maybe not. And that'll be Mandy Moore being nominated for that. The other Mandy the Moore. Other. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Th- thank you for clearing that up for me that one time. No problem. <laughs> but it was not that Mandy Moore. <laughs> Can I ask you who you have for original music and lyrics? Because Zendaya's like nominated for two there and she's up against Schmigadoon. Well, let me pull this up for you, Jazz. Oh, Euphoria. Yeah, Zendaya's going to win a, a song at me. <laughs> that's what I got. For the song I'm Tired, that's what I have. So it's du- she's double, but I think it's I'm Tired. That's Emily Longaretta's theme song. It's. Uh... <laughs> Wow. Low blow. Are you the one that streams it all the time on TikTok? Oh my gosh. No. It's not me. Maybe the after party can upset here. Oh wait, never mind. Oh too soon. That's that's harsh. That that's so hurtful. That's the most hurtful thing they did this year to me. Yeah. To me. To me personally. It was a personal. It was an attack on you. (laughs) It was was very offended. False real world homecoming was the most personal. Um, but actually because you brought up uh, jazz with the music, uh, I'm also super into main title theme music this year. That's Loki, Only Murder, Severance, Squid Game, and White Lotus, which I honestly, that is like a a banging five. Like a banging five. Um, and I, I'm really rooting for Severance there. Theodore Shapiro, go get it. All right, so let's put uh, let's uh, do our predictions on uh, the length of these telecasts or telecasts these uh, ceremonies. <laughs> so, what are we thinking? Three hours, twelve minutes. Ooh, I was going to say three eleven. So I'm prices writing. Oh, there you are. I was going to go two fifty eight on Saturday night and three seven on Sunday. Okay. Oh, oh. I'm going to say 315. Oh, yeah, that's smart. You're going like the long and Ooh, yeah. But but Sunday will definitely be the longer show because that's the guest categories. For sure. Those actors love to hear that. But, but I don't know. Actually, those those directors can talk a long time. We saw. Well, it also yeah. depends on who's going to show up and who doesn't show up. All right. It's well, gonna, it's going to be a good day, hopefully. Good weekend. So rest up, everyone. Take your vitamins. You know, uh, oh yeah, that's right. COVID's still here. So I don't know. Be careful with that too. Don't get COVID. <laughs> don't get COVID. <laughs> Especially I during got, the Emmy weekend. Nice and early. If you get the COVID during the creative arts, then that screws you out of oh, yeah, the, the, the main show. So, Oh, wait, we've, we've, we buried the lead on one thing though, Mike. What's that? Cause you have to get, 
Because on Sunday, you're going to watch Ray Seahorn hold an Emmy in her hand for outstanding actress in short form comedy or drama or variety. That's right. It's going to be such a good day for you. Yeah. We will so get, excited for get you. her that Emmy early. Yeah. So, I, by the way, I'm. <laughs> All right. We just froze. On that note, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye. I think we're done. Bye, Clayton. Bye, Jazz. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Emily. Hi. We'll see you next week for our big, grand extravaganza pre show extravaganza. We just say it twice. Bye. 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 After the break, Barry Star, Henry Winkler. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. Before Henry Winkler was in Barry, and before he was even the Fonz, his name appeared in Variety on March 12, 1973. He was mentioned in passing in a poor review of 42 Seconds from Broadway, which ran for one night before the review shut it down. But Winkler was mentioned positively, with the reviewer praising his commendable attempts at credibility. Now Winkler has enjoyed a decades-long career with many ups and a few downs, but it's never been higher than at this moment, as he's receiving some of the best reviews of his career in HBO's Barry. The show, which aired its season three this spring, features Winkler as Gene Cousinow, an acting coach who is wrapped up in Barry's crimes. I might go over to the Wheel of Fortune building, take some pictures. Did she suffer? But she figured out that it was you she was looking for. And I invited you to my cabin. Who was that guy that took me into the woods? He's nobody. Actually, you know what, that's not true. I want to be honest with you because I think we have a good thing going here. Um, he's a family friend. He's actually kind of like a... An uncle. He got you into this line of work. So that monologue that you gave me when I first met you, that was fucking true? And then I said it again at the dinner table. And she knows you. We don't need to rehash all this. If I didn't say anything, she'd be alive today. Oh, no, don't put that on yourself, Mr. Cousineau. No, she was good at her job. From Arrested Development to Happy Days, Winkler has no shortage of recognizable voice and screen roles. So I spoke with Winkler earlier this summer as part of Variety's Virtual TV Fest while honoring him with Variety's TV Legacy Award. We talked about his career, past and present, and began by taking a trip down memory lane. You're at home. I'm in New York City. I'm dreaming about being here. I get here. And uh, two weeks after I arrive, I get uh, happy days. And then there are two major forces there's Variety and The Hollywood Reporter. And all of a sudden, I'm in Variety. My name is in Variety. And it's not until you see that your name is in print that you go, oh, it's a reality. Yeah. So I'm very proud uh, to receive this and very thankful. Um, this is great. I'm going to move a lot of those <laughs> other awards out of the way. I'm just going to... Just- Variety. Put put that next to the Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> yeah. The Emmy is on my dining room table uh, so that when I open the front door, if anybody comes in or delivers a package, oh, they just happen to see it. Now, this will go there. On top of it. Yeah. So you have a story for both. Yeah. Um, I, uh, by the way, I went, I, I went through our Variety archives yes. and I actually found the first time you were ever mentioned in the pages of Variety. Oh. This was March 12, 1973. You were still in New York. You were on Broadway, 42 seconds from Broadway. Do you remember this? Okay, I do. Because it was only 42 seconds on Broadway. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It, it, it happened so quickly. We opened, the, the review came out. I was taking off my makeup. They were ripping out the sink in my, uh, in my dressing room. I mean, it was like one night. Yeah. 
Well, Holy mackerel. The reviewer wasn't kind no. about the play, but he was kind about you. Actually, I don't remember that. Yeah, he actually uh, said, uh, uh, commendable attempts at credibility by Henry Winkler. Yeah, I, I, uh, so I was working really hard at being credible uh, <laughs> at that time. But, I, I, but I'll tell you what was amazing. I had the audition and I just knew in my whole body that I got it. And uh, it was my first Broadway play. The second one was with um, Neil Simon and the, my beloved John Ritter. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, that ran for nine months. And then my third attempt on Broadway was seven nights. So I had one night, nine months, seven nights. Well, still a, a good start. And by the way, I should say this is the first of thousands upon thousands of Henry Winkler mentions in Variety through the years. Yeah. It's, you have to go way back. So you have had a consistent and amazing career. And it's, it's, Variety's been there all the way through it's the chronicle. It's true. And, and yet... And here we are. <laughs> here we are now. My award. Thank you. And here we are now having the time of your life. It's Henry true. Winkler in the year 2022. Once again, you're having an amazing run. I mean, first off, Barry is finally back. Oh, my goodness. We started Barry in 2016. And it just has a tradition of a long time in between actually doing it and getting it on the air. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and it didn't help this past break, the COVID, the oh. pandemic. So there was time to sort of really sort of assess things and, and really, I'm sure, sort of spend time figuring out where to go next because this show is going in a very specific direction, particularly for Gene Cousineau, your character. I'm telling you, uh, in between the first and the second year, I had him, I, I asked uh, uh, Alec Berg and Bill Hader if I could have a meeting with them. And I said, you know, I, I'm really grateful. This is quite a gift. I don't recognize the guy you wrote in the second season from the guy I played in the first season. And they literally said, your job to worry about your character. We have 70 jobs and you have one, your character. We will not repeat ourselves. And they are true to their word. Yeah. Yeah, I know Bill likes to say that at one point you you came to him and you said, oh, I get it. This isn't a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I said, am I playing an asshole? And he went, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I went, oh. Yeah, and so that sort of informs now in season three where Gene is in a really dark place and in some ways maybe atoning for some of his sins, although this is kind of beyond what anyone should have to atone. Really? But nonetheless, he is, he's in a dark place. You know, what is so interesting is that I think the umbrella for season three is, can a person change? It was a question Bill asked me in a scene in season two. And now it is for all of the characters. Um, is there atonement? You know, I just want to say that uh, uh, Anthony, who plays Noho Hank, Sarah, who plays Sally, Stephen Root, Fuchs, and I were in Austin, Texas, doing some press. And they asked us, do you think Bill, Bill's character, do you think Barry can ever atone? And we all went at the same time, no, no, <laughs> no, don't think so. Yeah, there, there, there's a point of no return, yeah, really? I suppose. Well, what about Cousineau? Gene. Can he come back from well, this? Well, he's trying. I, you know, it, he really, really is trying. But mostly he is fed, I think, by his anger and hurt that, uh, that Barry has ripped the love of his life right out of the ventricles of his heart. Yeah, and, and how hard, what was that like adjusting to play someone who now is sort of sort of experiencing trauma, who is in a very sort of different sort of physical and mental state than he ever has been before? I mean, we had a lot of fun with Gene Cousineau the first two seasons, but this season it's a very different state. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that. I would get the script, memorize it, think I had a handle on where it was going, come in, and then the, uh, the directors uh, um, 
Bill and I, you know, are in almost every scene together um, because I mean, I, I don't see any of the other actors. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I go home and I have visited a land that was never in my imagination. It, I think this is the most intense work I have ever done in my career, starting June 30th, 1970, when I uh, was hired by the Yale Repertory Theater for $172 a week. <laughs> a lot's changed uh, in, in, in entertainment, in, in television. Un except for one thing, you need the script and you need um, human beings to create the story. But if it's not on the page, you will not see it on the stage. The, I, I love that. It's, it's like a Cousineau uh, a line. Yeah, <laughs> but it is did. true. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that, so streaming has changed. Um, the, the venue has changed. Technology has changed. Where I, I don't even understand it anymore. I just stand there and they say, do this. But the, the making of it is still the same. Yeah. The human being of it is still the same. Yeah, yeah. There are just more opportunities yeah, right. to, to do more things right. than there used to be. And now, for example, one new opportunity that's coming your way is, from what I understand, you're going to be working with your son, Max, How for the first that? time officially. Tell me a little bit about this. Okay, so the stinker has never um, uh, hired me professionally. <laughs> yeah. But when he was 10, Max came to us and he said, I'm going to be a director. And we just believed him. I mean, he just, it was just true. And then he became a cinephile. And he just knows everything about, uh, about movies. And then this story came. So during the pandemic, about a year and a half ago, I had a call with Max, Trey Silman, the writer, my manager, um, Cliff uh, Murray. And he was telling us the story they found in a magazine called Texas. It was like New York Magazine or L.A., but it's Texas. Yeah, yeah. And I said, something doesn't, I'm not getting this guy completely. He said, no, 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 great story, father, son, please, it's great. I said, I'm not. He went back, spoke to the writer extensively with Trey, the writer, and came back and said, oh, we left, <laughs> there was an element we forgot. And now... I'm being directed by my son. I know he, he sort of helped you with your Barry audition he back did. in the day. So you've sort of worked together unofficially in the past. Well, but. unofficially, his, uh, he and David Gilman, who um, uh, created uh, Chef's Table, uh, they did a, a calling card movie, a short. And it was uh, The King of New York City. So we all went to New York. And I was there and he directed me. I know he's great. And he's really good with the crew. You know, he's just great. And now we're gonna do this project and HBO said yes. And thank you, HBO. <laughs> and that's exciting. And you're playing sort of a, a Texas gangster. Well, you know, he is a, a glad hander and he, uh, he's like nudie out here in LA. He sells um, Western clothing. And he's got a, a very successful chain, maybe, of clothing stores. But then you find out that he is not who he says he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then he's like, that sounds like every human being. <laughs> it's very true, very true. Are you not who you say you are, Henry Winkler? You know what? I, I think for the most part I am. Um, I do. There are parts of me I'd like to redo. But I think this is it. Yeah, yeah. Are there parts of your career you'd like to redo? A lot of the first part of my career because when I changed my voice for the Fonz, I was able to be an actor that I could not be just Henry, just being Henry. It's taken me from there to today to taste who I knew I wanted to be as an actor. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting. I was very stilted when I was young. And is that because that early success sort of? No, it was um, because I'm like crazy. <laughs> it was because I was, I was worried 
about what did I look like, who was I with, as opposed to I'm playing a character, I'm, even if I'm opposite Robert De Niro, I haven't been, I, I'd love to be if anybody, I'd love to do a scene with Robert De Niro. Robert we'll, De Niro. We'll get on that. I'm, I, can, I, can I say a, uh, okay. Yeah. So I met him on the lot of Paramount. He was shooting the second um, Godfather. He was leaning up against the wall of the mill. Ron Howard and I were walking up the street. There's Robert De Niro. We said, we have to say hello. We've got to say hello. So we went up and said hello. And I said, look, I just saw you in Mean Streets. First movie I saw in a premiere here at, in Hollywood. You use the word fuck better than anybody I have ever heard. Cut to 40 something years later. I'm now at the um, after party for the intern because a, 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 a friend of ours directed it. And I walked up to him and I said, I have to do everything that anybody has ever said to me, I need to take a selfie with you. He went, you said, I use the word fuck better than anybody. I went, he remembers. He remembers. <laughs> oh my God. So, I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, if I was in a scene with him earlier, I would think, oh, I'm in a scene with Robert De Niro as opposed to, I have to do my job now. Yeah, now, 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 now you've matured since then. Yes, it uh, was a big circle to answer that question. <laughs> no, I just love like hearing the Fawn say the f bomb in front of me. That's, oh yeah, that's, you know, one well, of those... no, he would say like, you know, hey, <laughs> fuck you. You know, you use the word fuck better than anybody. <laughs> the, the uncensored version of happy the days. The uncensored that we version never got of, to see. of happy days. Well, you know, A, the, uh, the sound A, yeah. uh, I, I spoke volumes in that sound. Hey, you're beautiful. Hey, I'm really hungry. Hey, do not fuck with me. And I, I did that all just in E. 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 You know. Yeah, can you imagine Happy Days in the streaming era? If you were doing that show for HBO Max or for a streamer, be a very different font. It would be. It would be. But I, I still would have. I, I'm, I'm really grateful that I had to do all that into a sound. You know, there was a time when we were doing it, and I had to say uh, grace at the table with the Cunningham family. And I said, hey, God, whoa. And the producer, who was very religious at that time, said, you can't do that. You have to say the words. I said, but I've said it all in whoa. Thank you for everything. And I, I literally, was, I had to stop the, the scene and have a conversation. I swear to you, I'm feeling the, everything you're... You want me to say in, whoa. When was the last time you went and watched an episode of Happy Days? I would have to say a while ago because um, I don't know exactly where it is now. But I, um, I love that I played him and I love him. What, what do you think when you look at the, the kid who played him, uh, the, the young Henry Winkler? I wish I knew then what I know now about my job. Yeah, and anything in particular? I, I was thin because of worry. I worried pounds off me. And you know, when I talk to, uh, to students, to people, uh, young people who want to be an actor, I said, you know what, it is not easy. You have to be tenacious. But eventually you will get where you want to be. Not always, but for the most part. It happened to me. I didn't know that I was gonna have this great journey. And it, I mean, talk about an interesting journey. So when the, the roles started drying up, you had producing that- Oh no, I, I, I produced because 
the roles dried up. Yeah. I didn't, and my uh, Skip Brittenham the uh, Third of Brittenham, uh, Ziffrin Brittenham and Branca, um, and now many more human beings. But at that time, they started. I was Skip's first client. I, he said, I'm starting a new company, and I said, Okay, I'm in. Not knowing, just you know, loving him. Yeah. And he started a company for me. And I said, I can't do that. I'm so dyslexic. I don't know the business. I don't know how to do that. He said, you'll learn. We'll find somebody that you will be partnered with and you'll figure it out. That was fair dinkum, right? Fair dinkum, still fair dinkum. I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but at least I remember your production company name. Medit in Australia means the genuine article. If I was going to produce something, I was going to give you something that was... Good. Yeah. Sightings, you know. Yeah, you had a good run. Of course, MacGyver. MacGyver, first show. Then there was Mr. Sunshine. Oh, was that a great show. Jeff Tambor played a blind English professor. (gasps) Just great. Yeah, I'm just realizing now, yeah, Arrested Development, that really was a reunion of all sorts of folks from your, your, your life. Oh, my God. And not only that, but I was only going to be there for two shows. And I wound up being there for five or six years. Yeah. Oh, what a great character. Somebody at Mother's Day um, uh, this year, uh, a, a, a kid, 12 years old, asked me to say something like Barry Zuckercorn. <laughs> I said, I, I, I said uh, if I had um, paper clips, I would throw them at you and say, no, I'm not a woman. <laughs> How great is that? That every generation has something they want to come up uh, to you and make you do. That's how I know um, where I am in my life, because everybody has something different. You know, the water boy, um, uh, the uh, uh, Arrested Development, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, is in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was with uh, Ben Schwartz and uh, Jenny uh, Slate, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that's uh, there. There was this run of especially the alternative comedy, Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital. <laughs> Where uh, they said, "Would you like to?" I got a call from uh, Mr. Cordry. He said, "Would you like to join us?" I said, "Sure." I never read a script. Had no idea it was eleven minutes long. I, okay, so here's something that's between us. Right, right. No I went in for just a few. I stayed for six years. I never understood the jokes. <laughs> I never understood why I was holding a vat of urine. I didn't know. That I, all I knew was I was with these incredibly funny people. And once I said, uh, during an interview, I said, yeah, I'm doing a wacky comedy. And they stopped the interview, took me aside. You cannot say wacky. It's meta. Right. I didn't understand what that meant either. Sat down and went, I'm doing a meta comedy. I have no idea. Trust the material, right? Trust the material and these brilliant minds. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's the uh, performance that uh, you sort of still think should have gone the distance or the show or the project that was the one that got away, the one that you sort of think could have worked? Yeah, I, I would have to say the third Broadway play, The Performers. It was the, the night of the um, Porno uh, Academy Awards, Porn Academy Awards. And I played Chuck Wood the Lifetime Achievement Award, and we were on a roll. It was funny. It was beautifully performed. And then Sandy, the the storm hit, and nobody came to New York. It was the subways were flooded, and we closed. That one... Still gets you. That one still... Oh, it took a long time for me to get over that one. Yeah. But I have nothing to complain about. I'm having this great, wonderful time. I just said, you said it, I just said it to my wife. I said, it, this is, it's unbelievable what is happening now at, in 2022. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I remember when you won the Emmy in, in 2018, yeah. that was one of those moments where the entire industry was like, finally. And, and there was this, this grassroots movement, like time for Henry Winkler to get an Emmy already. What, was, what do you remember from that night, from that experience? All right. What do I remember that I had been nominated? You know, you heard the announcer say, this is Henry Winkler's 1,000th nomination. Including the one his, that they took away. Remember the one oh, that they took away? Battery Park. Battery Park. Yes. I, and I love doing that show. But it didn't, it wasn't um, on the air in time. Yeah, yeah, some sort of like- But I was on for drama and comedy at the same time. Look at me, hot stuff. (laughs) Then could I have that back again? That nomination doesn't count. Okay, (laughs) thank you. I was hot stuff for a moment. We can laugh about it now, now that you have the Emmy. We can, (laughs) yeah. So so that night you got- So that night, I was used to being in the pack I, I did not I did not know if my name was going to be called or not. Just, then it was called. Then I couldn't believe it. Then it sunk in. Then I'm walking down and I saw the cast from Saturday Night Live. All you know, they were all sitting there. Oh my God! Hi everybody! I watch you. And then I was sitting across um, from uh, one of the other nominees and uh, um, uh, Keenan Thompson. I can't believe I can't remember. Keenan and we touched hands, you know, good luck, good luck, walked up on stage, saw the two stars of the crown, lost my mind, started talking to them about their second season that my wife Stacy and I were watching, realized, oh, I have to make a speech, turned around, I had 39 seconds left, and in 39 seconds, gave everything that I said and forgot to thank HBO. Well, so. Thank you, HBO. Yeah. Well, I, I then went on um, and said um, thank you to uh, Amy Gravitt, who has, you know, is the godmother of uh, the comedy of uh, our section at HBO yeah. for Barry, and uh, Casey Bloys, the head, you know. Yeah. Thank no, you. It, <laughs> just one more time. Yeah. Thank you. But Amy, how about that? She went from the bridge of the, a naval warship to the godmother of Barry. How amazing is that? And, and, and given sort of Barry's uh, 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 military history, too, probably yeah, knows yeah. a thing or two. Yeah. Maybe knows some real Barry's. I, I hope not. But uh, and I've never met a real Barry. Maybe she knows some. Yeah. <laughs> So as, as the show moves on, I mean, what are your, your, your hopes for the I game? I never, n- okay, here's my hope. It's the same question I ask Bill every year before we start. Am I dead? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> my hope is not to be dead. Yeah, yeah. Do you, want, do you want him to let you know before you read the script or do you want to find I out? I would like to know that this is it. This is my final roundup. Yeah. Yeah. This does feel like a show where eventually everyone dies. I'll, yeah, I'll I'm, uh, I'm telling you. So, but, yeah. but as long as you get to go out in a blaze of glory. I did somewhere. ask him at the beginning of this third year, I said, now that I know, do I carry a gun? He said, no. At the same time, he's, he's finally getting the, uh, a role. He's, he's like, his career actually can take off now through these unusual and, and slightly sort of hostage situation that, that Barry has him under. Oh so that, that would be funny if he gets everything he ever wanted now because of what happened. So if there's anything else that, uh, you know, if, for, for folks who want to go back and, and sort of catch up on, on the, the, the Henry Winkler IMDb, what, what role sort of are you most maybe proud of that's a little under the radar that? You know what I loved? I loved the, the movie uh, that I made with Kevin James called um, Here Comes the Boom. I think that was just an under, and I loved Ron Howard's first movie, Night Shift. Yeah. And the, I think it got the award for the worst advertising campaign of that year. Because they, they thought it was a children's film, you know, a kid's film, 13 plus, And it really was 18 to 39 or whatever. It, and it only became a hit when it was on cable. Yeah. But that movie, Ron directing, unbelievable. Michael Keaton's first movie, 
unbelievable. Yeah. And and the writers, Babalu and Lowell Gans, Babalu Mandel, oh my God. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a hot team right there. So um, I remember HBO used to run that all the time. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, full circle now, but uh, I think that's how but I first I really saw it. love that movie. And then, you know, and it holds up. You know, it, it was made in 83. If you watch Night Shift now, it, you will laugh um, in the same way. So that's a good pick. Yeah. Hopefully, I assume it's streaming somewhere, so we'll have to I don't know. Go, go find it. Yeah, but it, it really is good. Yeah. You know, we, we auditioned everybody um, uh, in Hollywood for that, uh, for Bill Blaze. And Ronnie said to me, you can play either character. And I thought, well, Bill Blaze is very flamboyant. I was just the Fonz. I'm going to play Richie. So I chose Chuck. We couldn't find Bill Blaze. And then the last person we auditioned before we had to search now again, Michael Keaton. 30 seconds. Ron looked at me. I looked at Ron. It was over. And the rest is history. Yeah. That's Henry Winkler, who's nominated in the Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy category for Barry, an Emmy he won in 2018. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode, and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Emmy predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. And we'll see you at the Creative Arts Emmys this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>